At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to Eyes on Isles podcast number 13, lucky number 13. I am Matt O'Leary and I am joined by Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how are you doing tonight? Good. I'm I'm glad to be here on the Matty Barzal edition of the show. Uh, too bad we talked about Matt Barzal a few shows ago. But I'm sure he'll he'll make he'll he'll get his mensch today at least. Well, he already got it, I guess. Yeah, he already did get it yesterday. Not yesterday. Last episode was the Josh Bailey episode. I know how big of a fan you are of Josh Bailey. Huge so, fan, big time fan. Mitch is a big fan of his. So we're gonna get into it with the quote unquote Matt Barzell edition. So uh, we'll see how it goes. It should be a fun one, though. We have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, we'll start with only two games to talk about. It feels like they played yeah, forever ago. God, what is happening with that schedule? Honestly, four days off? Come on. Like, uh, I, and I understand I'm, I'm ranting already. I, I know we're going to get two back-to-backs this month, but I, I, I'd much rather the Islanders not have to play a ton of back-to-backs and just regularly schedule. Like, why four, the big four-day gap between a St. Louis road trip? They go out on the road for two days. And they're they're off for another four. What the heck is happening here? Yeah, I personally, I don't get it. Uh, It's thrown off my whole schedule. Like, I get home from work. I'm like, okay, well, now what am I going to do with all this time? And uh, it's been watching terrible reruns. It It doesn't make any sense. Although, when you look at the Barclays events calendar, I I guess they couldn't book any home dates. So that was it for them. Oh, all right. That's fair. So... What is the schedule? We're looking between the 12th and the 15th. Between the 12th and the 15th, you had Disney on Ice, three dads on the 12th. There's a free opening on the 13th. And then you had the Brooklyn Nets, Janet Jackson tonight. Okay. So, well, there you have it. So Barclays obviously unavailable, and that's probably playing into why they're not playing right now. Perhaps. There's still that opening on the 13th that they could figure something out, I'm sure. Or the... As I say that, not knowing all the variables that NHL schedulers go through, it just seems maddening that we're going to have this four-day break now, and then in January, we're going to have another five-day break, right? January 8th to 12th, where there's yeah, no that's right. games. So it's just compressing the schedule even more. Very frustrating. Uh, these two games could not have been more different. Oh, the first God. one yeah. in Dallas was an absolute disaster. <laughs> Two thumbs way down. Way down. And then, 
And then the next night in St. Louis, they looked much, much better. Uh, the offense was cooking. They they looked pretty good. Uh, Mitch, what were your thoughts on uh, road trip? Um, absolute 500 show. It just, the team looked, I, I don't know what the heck it was. No one was there. No one showed up for the game in Dallas. And, and, and again, this isn't anything necessarily new. Everyone's heard this already. But there's... Nothing's really happened out there. They just looked disjointed, dispassionate, didn't want to be there whatsoever. Against a team they very much should have been able to beat, like right. handedly. Ben Bishop hasn't been any good for a while. Uh, the team hasn't really been that good. Uh, we made them look like superstars. We gave the Dallas Stars the confidence they needed to push on this season. We shouldn't have been. We should have been the ones building our confidence. This is a team that we should have been able to beat, and we got hosed. Yeah, it was ugly, and it was over really quick. You knew it was going to be one of those disastrous games early on. The Stars got an early goal, and the Islanders looked like they just couldn't do anything after that. Uh, all night long, it looked like they just whatever they tried offensively, it just wasn't working. And then Halak and Net really, really had an awful outing. Well, yeah, those first two goals were well, they were they weren't great, but it was that third one that was just pure. Garbage. Right, a shot from what the top of the face-off circle, unimpeded, just right through him. Just Swiss cheese play. Yeah, that was. I think that was the one that really stuck out to me. Was definitely that one. And well, and, and just by then the game was done. Right, it's three nothing. End of the first, and you're going. Uh, that's going to be one of those days. That's that's just it. Nothing's working. Yeah, and then they got two more in the second period. Luckily, nothing really went on in the third, but by then, everyone was pretty much checked out at that point, it felt like, except for maybe Bo, who we'll get into in a little bit. Yeah, very much Bo was the only one still playing. Um, no, and I think that's the takeaway, is that you look at, the, at those two games and you can see the, the absolute, complete duality of the New York Islanders, where they can be that team that is just absolute pure garbage where nothing works uh, like a, a simple outlet pass to from Bailey to Tavares can break down like there's no tomorrow like it like they just had they've never played hockey in their lives and, and, and turn it into a shorthanded goal or they can go and play against the second best team in the NHL and destroy them sure enough Grice had, had a part to play in that but still, they still have to rely on that goalie, and they still put up five goals. They put up nothing the night before. Literally the night before, they put up nothing. Yeah, and in a 24-hour span, the offense looked completely dead to fast-forward on the absolute opposite side of the spectrum where they were firing on all cylinders. I loved John Tavares getting the first goal. I think that really set the tone, and as the captain... A lot of pressure falls on him, not only as the captain, but as the best player on the team, to pick the guys up when they're playing so poorly. And after a terrible performance like we saw on Friday night, for him to then score just three minutes and 21 seconds into the game, it kind of set the tone like, we're not going to have a repeat of what happened last night. Yeah, I won't allow it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that, that's 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 a fair point to make. Uh, and it's definitely a good one because... He, after that game, like even he, he looked so bad in that game against Dallas. Like, and, and I guess the focus on him is that because he he wears the C, he's at the end of his of his deal. He's kind of toying around with leaving and not. Although he's never said he's actually going to leave, and I don't fully I don't believe it at all. 
Um, but there's still that possibility that he might. Uh, all that's playing into into everyone's minds is like, is he is he there? Is it getting distracting for him? And then he lays this egg, and you're going, oh boy, what is happening with John Tavares? So it's nice that he's just able to kind of like, no, that was just a mental lapse on my behalf. It's just one of those games where it just wasn't working. Let me prove to you and show you that I'm still committed to this. I'm still very much committed to this. And boom, first goal right away, three minutes into the game. Exactly. That's, I 100% agree right there. Um, What do you think they have to change based off of that road trip? Like, was there anything that stuck out to you that that said, okay, this is why they look so inconsistent on a night-to-night basis? The goaltending, man. The goaltending's got to change. Again, Grice stood up in that game against St. Louis. Um, so he bailed the, I don't know if I should say bail them out, but he made a few, a few big saves that at least stopped two certain goals at least. Um, so if anything, he stopped them from, from shedding a point to the blues and going into overtime where it's a 50, 50 game. Halak didn't do that whatsoever. The, the team didn't check in and Halak didn't help them check in. He just he he set or laid an egg just as much as they did. See, he added nothing to it. They need to change this. I don't know what's going on with the goaltending in, 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 with the Islanders right now, but it's got to change. Something's got to happen. I don't know if if, if Halak is having another one of his seasons like last year, where he's just not there mentally at the beginning of the year. He needs something. Something needs to happen. Either scratch him and call up uh, Vasilevsky. And just to say, like, Halak, you need to check out. You need to have that mental reset button because you're not there. His, his, what is it? He's at 898 save percentage and a 305 goals against average. That is pathetic for a starter. You can't have that. No, not at all. And especially the frustrating thing for me is he really came on strong down the stretch last year. So there was some Mm. confidence that he would carry that over into this year. And the last couple times out, he really hasn't been good. Um, and that, that's He's been a little awful. worrisome. So against da- against Washington, he had a 7.89 save percentage and four goals against average. Against Dallas, he's an 8.28 save percentage with five goals against. Those are terrible. Those are going to bring down numbers that he had. He had okay games against Nashville, where 9.33 save percentage and two goals against. And a respectable, but not, not the greatest average against uh, Vegas with a 9.12 and three goals against. And, and we'll, we'll get into the goalies a bit later, but I think this is, this is the area that the Islanders need to change. Everything else is generally okay. I can deal with, with um, the Islanders having an off night on the forwards, and I can even deal with it with a bad goaltending performance. I just can't deal with them both happening at the same time. Yeah, and I think that was the thing. Like, it, it just absolutely nothing was working. Like nothing, at le- not a thing. At least in other times when the Islanders have lost this year, like the offense is doing well and then some defensive lapses and some poor goalie play would hold them back. And that's why they would lose. At this game, it was just utter disaster. Which really comes into question, how? How is that possible? They had two days off, and they're coming off a heartbreaking loss against the Edmonton Oilers, a game they very much should have won because they were the dominant team. So they should have something to prove, like that game in St. Louis. They should have something to prove that should get them going emotionally for this game against the Stars. And it didn't look like they got off the plane or even got on the plane from New York. Like, where were they? What happened between the time that they lost to Edmonton to the time that they showed up to play Dallas? What happened there? Because something, something happened for them to all just not be there whatsoever. 
Yeah, I don't know if it was that that road trip or or, or what because, like you said, it, it just it was nobody showed. It wasn't like a select few showed up and, and they tried to will their way back into the game. It, it, just from top to bottom, it, nobody performed. Nothing and it's, was happening. It's, yeah. it's shocking because, like you said, they had a couple off days before the game, so it's not like they're playing on back-to-back nights where you could say, okay, they, you know, they played last night, they might have got into town late, I understand why you, you know a team might look sluggish and tired, but they didn't have that excuse. No. They would have had that excuse at St. Louis, and, and, and I think everyone was expecting them to delay, not an egg, but to lose in St. Louis, right? Like, that's the game, and you go, if they're going to drop points, that's the one I'm okay with them dropping points. Not against the Stars, who, who are still an okay team, but you don't get five goals against and shoot 14 shots on net. 14, 14. shots again uh, through three periods. Like I said with, with, with Halak, that's pathetic. That's so pathetic. And, and, I know, and I know they know because they bounced back the very next game, but oh my God, that was bad. Yeah. Um, I can't. I have nothing left to say about how bad their performance was. I I, th- I got it all out. It was frustrating to sit there and watch in real time. So trying to relay my feelings on the subject, uh, a little difficult for me. But uh, any thoughts on the second game in St. Louis before we move on? Um, just refreshing to the soul to see like they could act. They're, they're not going to turn into this basement dwelling team and everything's going to fall off the rails like they still have that within them it yeah. just sucks that they don't have that on a, on a semi-consistent basis right i think that's the thing for me too that i was going to say it seemed like on friday night like the sky was falling like the, this team is awful how could you possibly think that this is a playoff team and then literally 24 hours later they come out and they show you why they have a nine six and two record, and it's because they score and they score in bunches. Yeah, and they they score frequently. Like even games they lose, they're still scoring four to three goals. That's still a lot, and sometimes even maybe not five. They haven't scored five and lost. Um, they'll score four goals and still lose a game. So there's they're still scoring a lot. Um, so they're, they're 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 doing it consistently. They just they're on nights where they're scoring, they're just not getting the defense. Right. And that's a recipe for disaster, as we've seen. Yeah. But we'll, 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 we'll talk about goaltending going forward. So I, I think that's the overall key to change that we want to talk about. But we're, we're going to leave that to our, our later discussion today. We'll talk about that today, but we'll, 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 we'll move on to other things and, and really dive into the goaltenders a little, a little bit more later on in the program. Right, and I think this is a perfect time to segue because as we're talking about the St. Louis game, mm-hmm. our next topic is Josh Hosang, who did make his uh, first appearance back from being shunned to the depths of Bridgeport, Connecticut. <laughs> and what do you know, Mitch, in his first game back, uh, rather productive, finds the back of the net. Holy cow, he scores a goal. It's amazing. Um did we not see this coming, like just narrative-wise, no. that he would come back and he would do something? Either he put up like three or four points or assists, um, or he'd score a goal. Like, I wasn't surprised at all. No, we can't be. Like this guy, this is what he does. This is what he does. Um, I don't know why he's, he was sent down. Well, I sorry, I do know why. His turnovers. And, and I get it. But when you look at, at offensively gifted players, players that command the puck on their stick— 
They give the puck over a lot. Tavares is the leader on the team. Tavares and Barzell are up there in terms of giveaways. They don't measure turnovers, but they measure giveaways. And they're up there. And we accept them just because of what they do offensively. That's fine. Eric Carlson, ton of giveaways. P.K. Subban, a ton of giveaways. But we accept that what they give offensively outweighs what they're doing negatively in terms of giveaways. Right. I 100% agree. I've said it a million times, but before Nikolai Kuhlman got hurt and all that, um, that I would rather have Josh Hosang in the lineup than Jason Chimera, who may have the experience, where at least Hosang, he's going to give you some excitement and some offensive gameplay, and he might make the, uh, his other line mates better because of his playmaking abilities. I would much rather that than go with a guy with experience. And I I didn't, like, I'm agreeing with you saying that I didn't understand why the Islanders thought that turnover problem was so bad that they had to send them down. But the thing that frustrated me even more than that was the people who said that he hasn't done enough to prove that he's a difference maker yet. That, to me, is just utterly ridiculous, Mitch. Wasn't what that what he sorry? Wasn't that what he did last season? Showed that he's a difference maker. Yeah. Like, so I, well, it depends on what you mean by difference maker, right? If you're saying is he Tavares? No, of course not. Is he Barzell? Not yet, but we haven't. He hasn't been given the same leash as 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 Barzell has been given, and for whatever reason, fair or not, he just hasn't. Yeah. But in the seven games that he's played this year, he's got five points. It's not like he's not producing. And if you add the 21 games to the seven he has this year, he's on pace for like 43 points, 44 points over a full 82-game season. To me, anyone with more than 40 points, is that's giving you something offensively. That's production. Oh, absolutely. But I I think what we're... From and I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm taking the, the not the team side, but I'm trying to see it from a team's perspective. When you got a guy like so, sending Hosang down was was turnover related, and we've already said that Tavares, Barzal, and even Andres Lee are up there in terms of giveaways for the team. You're not going to send down Tavares. You're not doing anything with him. Uh, you're not doing anything with Andres Lee. And with Barzal scoring 14 points in 17 games, you're not moving him either. So who's the guy you can move to teach the turnover lesson to? It's Hosang. And I understand you're going to say, well, what about Chimera? Well, we already know that the, the team won't do anything with him. We already know that. So just assume that he's not going, he's as valuable as, as some other players in terms of his just keeping him on the roster. What he brings has a value to the team. They're not moving him. They'll move someone like Hosang, who they can freely move up and down um, for, that, for that teachable moment. They'll do that because it's easy for them to do. There's a path of least resistance for them, and it's Hosang, unfortunately. I don't agree with that because if he was given the opportunity, he would have had a decent amount of points and, and production. It might not have been over you know, a point per game or at that rate, but let's just say he, he's played seven games this year. Let's say you double it to 14, and then you also double his point total to 10 points on the season in 14 games. It's pretty darn productive for a third liner. It's pretty, but but I'll, but I'll pose this to you again, playing devil's advocate, because I already agree with your point, but if I'm playing devil's advocate, do you send down Barzal then? No, or you send he, down sorry, nobody. Is he as, sorry, that's not what I wanted to ask, sorry. I wanted to ask, is he as good as Barzal? They're different. I, I, but the question is, is he as good? 
No, he's not as good, but so he's then still you, good. You have to keep Barzell because he's not as good. Um, but then you you it, it, and again, I, I'm going by the the path of least resistance here. The team is we're not Chimera's status on the team is not in question. He shouldn't be playing. He shouldn't be on the team right now, but he is, and the, and that they love him for for whatever he's bringing. They're not moving him. So the path of least resistance for them is to move down Joshua Sang because he's not as good as the guy that they're keeping up. Even though he's about as productive and he's about as giveaway as the other. Okay, so as you're playing devil's advocate, you think the Islanders went and said, I do not want point production. Instead, I want to teach a lesson and send down a player who is producing and keep up an old crotchety vet. Well, I don't think they said old crotchety vet, but I'm splitting that word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think they did. I really do. I really do. And it's not a question of like, well, we're, they, they, I'm sure they looked at it pragmatically and said, if we send him down, are we going to lose games? Probably not. Okay, fine. We're not, we, we might not, we'll, we'll lose that maybe extra 20 points of production between him and Chimera, but we might get it if we keep Chimera in because again, he scored 40 points last year. Was it forty points? No, I'm thinking no, of his last was, year in in um, in Washington where he did twenty and twenty. Um, he scored at least twenty goals, so he was up there. I think it was thirty four. Okay, let let's say that I'm just bringing it up now. My computer's a bit slow because I have a few windows open here. Uh, I have my hand open like I'm waiting for someone to give me some money as I'm waiting for my page to load with the stats. Come oh on, my internet. god, the suspense is killing me. This is so slow. Oh, live. This is what we get in Canada, everyone. It might be great because of some other things, but we have... Ter- no, he, 33 points there. You were pretty close. I was pretty darn close. All right. So he had 33 points last season. So they're saying, well, we'll keep that 33 points and we'll move Hosang down to get that teachable because that's worth more to us in the long run than whatever he's going to bring to us in the short term okay, because we're, one- we're, we're going to be able to cover that spread with some of our other players. There's one problem with your theory. Yes. Jason Chimera isn't on pace for 33 points this year. He's on pace for, what, 20, maybe? Uh, he has two points at 17 games, Mitch. Get him the hell out of here. I know. What are we I doing? Uh, two times uh, 82. Without that, it doesn't make it. Two divided by 17 times 82 is... It's not a lot. 9.64. Great. <laughs> might, might, might as well get Matt Martin back here then, I a guess. A 10 point player. And Matt and Martin's even better line. than that. Yeah. 14 point, 19 points he did the last year he was with us. Uh, although for 4 million a season. Yeesh. But uh, no, you're, again, you're preaching to the choir. I'm just playing devil's advocate that it was easier for them to send Hosang down. It made more sense for them to do that than, than move Chimera. Like, they're, where, what are they going to do with Chimera? Scratch him? Great. That they, they still uses up a roster spot. So, I like, no, oh what God. are they going to do? Trade him? Who's going to take him? And for what? Just so you can keep saying They're not going to do that. They want this gritty guy on the team. They want him. This is just making me more angry. I know, but we're, we're saying the same thing every week, and everyone's saying the same thing. Why do they keep Chimera? Because they like him. That's just like, why don't they fire the owners from years and years ago? Because no one was there to fire him. It's just It's a stupid reason, but it's the reason. We just have I to guess. get used to that. It might be a stupid reason, but it is the reason. All right. So while we're on the topic of Hosang, it looks like Beauvillier is going to be able to play. Do you think they send him back down or do you think they change his status? 
So you're saying send down Hosang again? Yes. I think they do. I oh think, my well, God. Well, I, I would lose my mind if that <laughs> happens. Don't even, no. Well, wait, don't <laughs> they even. have to? Don't they have to just because of the fact that they called him up on an emergency basis? No, they can change. Arthur Staples said that they could change his status. I see. So the, the emergency is over, but they keep him on anyways. Yes. It's just like they turn it into a regular call-up type thing. Yes. Okay. So assume they do that. Who, who do they move? Anybody. I don't care. Just keep Joshua saying in the lineup as a third line right, right winger. <laughs> so, because at this point, uh, Kuhlman's out on IR, right? So there's already, there's no spot there. They pulled up uh, Quine for that. Um, where, 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 who, what do they do? How do they make that work? Mm-hmm. I don't know no, how they make, make it work. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, I don't, I don't see how they make it work. They, they would have to move someone. Because they're sitting at 15, that's plus 8, that's 23. They're at 25 players on roster right now. And that's that's with Shane Prince. So take him off because he hasn't been deactivated from IR. They're at 24 with Hosang's emergency loan. Which works out, I think, oh, and Kuhlman on, on IR. So they're at 23. So, I so think they're they fine. Might, yeah, I think they might be able to do it, actually. Yeah, I'm talking myself out of that. Um, but then they got to scratch. They'd have to scratch Chimera. No, when he you bump him on the fourth line, well, you still have to. So you get two defensemen. I assume you're. you're let's say you're scratching Seidenberg and Pulak because they, they they seem to be doing Pulak a lot. I don't imagine them them scratching Pelik, but let let's say sure Seidenberg Pelik. Then they still have one person to scratch. Quine. Yeah, I don't know if they do. I don't know if they do, but sure, fine. Why? Okay, then they, they, if, if they do, let's say they do, then all right, then it works out. Then then you get you get what you want. I just don't think they do it. I really don't. You think the Islanders think? Wow, that's really Mitch. You think <laughs> the Islanders think that Alan Quine's a difference maker and he's worth putting in the lineup? Do you think that the Islanders always do things rationally? Is the actual question you need to ask yourself? You don't answer a question <laughs> with another question, Mitch. <laughs> um. Okay, the answer to your question is no. Now, what's the answer to my question? The answer is n- they don't think rationally all the time, and so you have to think of what they might not, what they, what's the word I'm looking for? They might do what you don't want them to do, and that is send Hosang back. We don't want it to happen, but it's likely going to happen. And, and, and maybe it doesn't, but if, if I'm a betting man, which I am, they're going to send him down. All right. Would you would put money on them sending Hosang down? Oh yeah, it depends on the odds you're giving me. But if if you're giving me even even anything above even odds, and I'll take it. Really? Yeah, for sure. I'll I'll take them sending him down with even odds. Anything above even odds. All right. Oh God Almighty! This but, team. This yeah. team. Okay. Can we talk about Bo then? Yeah, we could talk about Bo. Just to switch it up, so. The reason we want to talk about Bo is because, well, I guess it's because of Isle's Twitter, really, um, where we can't get consensus on what we actually want from this team. And so while we're, while we're bringing up Bo is because his, his specific actions against the St. Louis Blues kind of exemplify that, that duality. I'm bringing up that word again. In, on Isle's Twitter perfectly. So it was the end of the game. I think there was, what, eight minutes and change left in the game. And Bo's out there on point 
I don't know if it was on the power play or not. I I'm just assume it was. Yes, it was. It was? Okay. And he blocks not one, but two shots. The first shot rings off the, uh, right off the skate, and you can see he's, he's hurt right away. First shot. He's limping out there, but he's still trying to cover. He's trying to play the pass or trying to at least get into a, shot, a shooting lane just to kind of block things off and box them out. And that, that play goes on. He's, he's essentially one-footed out there for at least another 10, 15 seconds. And then he takes another shot off the same skate. And he's down and out, and they finally whistle. They finally whistle to say, like, get this guy off the ice. He's broken uh, with eight minutes and change. And then we get on Isle's Twitter, why did he do that? And what a hero. Not from the same people, but no. independently. Can we not just come to a consensus that what he did was amazing? We can't say, like, why does this team not have heart? And then we, sorry, this wasn't against the Blues. This was against the, the, the Stars. Did I, I think I started by saying it was against the Blues. But I really meant it was against the Stars. Um, we say that they need heart because they're not showing up for a full 60 minutes. And then when someone does it, we go, like, oh, why did he do that? I don't, like, can we just not? It's the- it's the internet, Mitch, in 2017. Like, what did you expect? Well, I, I suppose, but like, it was just with the rapidity, like the, the the number of people on each side. It just it was mind boggling to go. Wait a second, you're asking for Hart and for them to show up, and then he does, and then you moan about it. But so he are your team? I don't, are your team hero? Oh yeah, Hart, Hart. That was amazing. Like, I, I know they're down 5 nothing, but you want your guys to show up. You want your guys to play. And he did that. And, and according to Doug Wade, he did it throughout the game. I didn't necessarily see it, but Doug Wade believes it. And maybe he's just saying that because it furthers the narrative. But I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm on camp Wait on this one. He, he showed what you need to do in a game. Even though it's 5 nothing. you have to save face. You have to show that you're a, a professional and show up. You can't check out. You can't check out from opening face-off, and you can't check out when it's 5 nothing. You're there to play. You're paid big money to play. Play. Yeah, I agree. I am also team hero here. Uh, I'll take 23 guys on my team like that. Yeah, well, uh, you, you, you'd want them to score. Like I, I don't want Tavares blocking shots like that necessarily, but I see. I, I understand the point you're trying to make. With, with heart. Yes. Okay, Mr. Literal Man. Jesus <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> You with the devil's advocate. Oh my always, God. always. I'm not fun to argue with because I always take the other side. Not, and it's not to say like I'm good at arguing. I'm just frustrating to to deal with. I understand my shortcomings as a person. It's just like a like a woodpecker just chipping away at my forehead all, all episode long. It, it's it's getting to me. I I'm, I might snap at one point. <laughs> That's all right. That's fine. I accept that. I again. I understand what I am and and. Uh, what is it? I know who I am. Let's just say that. Yeah, but I, I, oh, I agree I, with you. Can here. I just say something that came across my phone right now? Yeah, you looked the, really excited. The Coyotes accused of not properly paying employees and spying on them. Oh, wow. Yikes. That is quite the development. I, I'm Wow. Oof, holy, that is groundbreaking. I, I want to read more about that. I, I've, I have to understand what that that's part of the Arizona Republic. So if, if anyone's listening to this, go check that out uh, and figure out what the heck's going on in Arizona. John Chica, what are you doing, buddy? 
That does not sound like good news coming out of Arizona. No. So. Well, since when has good news come out of Arizona? Uh, good point. Fair, very fair point. Austin Matthews was born, I suppose. True. Okay, so we have one instance 20, <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> yep. One every 20 years. They're Once due one. 20. Yeah, they were due. And that's uh, so they got their breaking news. Uh, yeah. I was I was totally like I said, uh, team hero in this case. Um, you need guys to show heart and effort, and it's so easy to just fold in a five nothing game. You know, just say I oh, yeah. I want to get the hell out of here. I'm done. But he not not only did he do it once, but twice on the same shift on the oh. same foot. Yeah, my foot was broken looking at that play. Like, oh, it hurt. Like, especially when they do this slow-mo and they zoom in and, and they, they just kind of frame just Beauvillier and then the skate. And you're like, oh, my God. I think he cut it right on the inside of the skate, right where there's no padding. Oh, oh. my God. My foot still hurts thinking about it. Yeah, it, that's one of those injuries where you look at it and you feel the pain as well. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. And I'm very thankful that I'm sitting here behind the keyboard rather than out there on the ice getting pucks shot off my foot. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to be playing hockey. That's for sure. If they're going to pay me $800,000. Here we go again. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Let me have my one okay. thing, please. I'm with you. I don't want to get pucks breaking my feet. I'm with you. Okay. Thank you. Jesus You're welcome. God. <laughs> the big topic we wanted to get into this week. <laughs> The goalie play, absolutely garbage. Okay, perfect. Um, that was my first question about the goaltenders. What are they, good or bad? You've answered. Okay, do I really think they're garbage? No. Um, I think they're two mediocre goalies who are haven't played very well to start the year. Yeah, absolutely. When you If you're, you're going to be playing captain literal, that's exactly right. They're just two okay goalies. And, and they're, they're generally okay goalies, but they're playing subpar goaltending right now. Which yeah. is not helping whatsoever. Like the again, the Islanders are scoring and they still lose because of the goaltending. Yeah, they. Which is great. They are fifth in the league in goals for, which is which is good. But they are tenth in the league for goals against, so they're giving up a lot of goals. So that's kind of why they they haven't pulled away uh, and ran away with things. If they had decent to good. Goaltending, I think the Islanders could be in even better position than they currently are now, sitting in fifth in the Metropolitan Division. Well, they would at least have one extra point, or sorry, two extra points, right? That win, that that loss against Washington would be flipped. Yeah, they would definitely. at least, at the very least, have that, which would sit them at what twenty-two points, and that'd be one point off the top of the Metropolitan Division. So yeah, that sounds right. So that that. That that's all. It, that's all it takes. It's just one game. It's Halak to play that one good game, or not even a good game, a decent game, right? Because again, he was hot garbage against the uh, against the the Capitals. So yeah, just that one game. Turn that around. Just just stop one. Just stop one. At least bring it to overtime, and we're sitting at twenty one points even. But no, he let in four, and he had a seven eight nine save percentage that night. Ugh. Yuck. Just bad. But and he had 15, he stopped 15 shots. 15 shots. Unbelievable. He let in four on 19. That's so bad. 
Like you can't you can't have that. And that that's all it takes is that one win. And maybe even uh, showing up against Dallas to 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 kind of like save face. We wouldn't have won that game, but save face at least a three nothing instead of five nothing would have been nice. Um. And it's not like Rice isn't not to blame. It's just that he's the guy that, between the two of them, who've actually... I keep saying stolen games, but I've won the Islanders' games yeah. off of his play alone. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree there. Uh, of the two, he's definitely seemed to uh, establish himself a little bit more as someone you can feel a little more comfortable with when he's between the pipes. Uh, you know that he's not usually going to give you a stinker. Oh, definitely. Well, you, we say that, and it is, his stats are, are no good this year. They're worse than Halak's, right? Over eight games started, he's got a 3.28 goal, goals against average and a 9.05 save percentage. Like, those aren't good numbers either. And again, he's only got two more games played than Halak. One extra ga- game started. Or one less, one game started less than than Halak, so like the opportunities are about the same, the sample size is about the same, and yet the numbers are worse. So we can't say that he's better, because statistically speaking, he is not. Um, but he has he's won the Islanders at least four points this this year, which is a big is a big thing to say. Like that's a lot of points in a season that they have only got twenty points in so far, right. Um, and, and if there's anyone that I have confidence in taking this team forward between the pipes, it's Grice. It's not Halak. No, I think I'd have to agree there also. And, unless Yoro, you know, flips the script here, but I, how he's playing right now, I can't, I don't really see that happening. No, I, I, I don't see it. Like, he, he's, he's clearly something's bothering him because, again, something was bothering him last year and he was terrible. Obviously, it was a three three goalie situation. We don't have three goalies anymore, so it can't be that. What is it then? What is it? Two goalie situation? He only wants the one. Well, that's not happening, Yaro. We need two. Um, it's not twenty fourteen fifteen anymore when they ran him out a million times. I, maybe is that what he wants? He just wants all of the ice time. Well, to do that, you need to start playing well, and you're not. So until such a time, don't expect anything. Like this isn't a league of handouts; it's a league of performance, and he's not performing right now. Yeah, I mean, I know he got hurt in 2015-16, but he went from playing 59 games, which is a lot, to yeah. uh, 36, 28, and 10 so far this year. Right. So, like it's, like he should be better than this. They both should be better than this. Like Rice's yeah. expected save percentage is nine, uh, 0.918. That's pretty good. Like that that mm-hmm. that's NHL average save percentage. And I think he, what is it? Halax is nowhere to be found on this list here. So like that can't be good. I'm just I'm on Corsica and I'm looking for Halax expected save percentage. Nine two. Nine two eight is it is his expected save percentage. Like he should be better than this. Right. But he's there's, there's something something's bothering him. I don't know what it is, but something's clearly bothering him. And I want them to figure it out because I we can't keep going like this. We can't. We're not going to make the playoffs with goalies like this. No, I, I definitely think. And if if you want to do something in the playoffs, you absolutely need 
a goalie that you could rely on, and right now the Islanders don't have that. No, I they, guess they don't. It, our it's... only really, our only really option that we have right now is to ride it out, though. I I I sigh uncomfortably because I don't like that proposition, but I think you're right. Because what are they going to do? Right, like, do they, they can't really do anything else. Do they trade Halak? Who's going to take? No one wanted to take him last year when he went on waivers. Who's going to take him this year with a year left on his deal? A thirty-two-year-old yeah. goalie who isn't playing very well with no contract going forward. Who's taking that? Right. I don't think anybody would like to do that, and I don't think the Islanders are looking to move Thomas Grice because then that would put them in a worse situation because. You're, then you'd lose not only Grice in this trade, but then also Halak at the end of the year. So now what? Yeah, I, I would want to, to trade Grice anyways. I like his contract. I like what he does. He, he If there's anyone that I want to wait out, who I think will, will be better over time, it's Grice. Just because he's showed it already. He's shown that he can play. And, and I, I'm chalking up his stats to bad bad defense in front of him. Like, again, the Colorado game, right? That should have been a 6-2 victory. That should have been a 6-2 victory. But it wasn't because of defensive lapses, and it was a 6-4 victory. They scored two goals in, what, 30 seconds at the end of the game? That yeah. shouldn't have happened. And no. that is negatively affecting his, his, his rating, obviously. Yeah, it's kind of like if you want to relay it to like football, when a quarterback throws a pass, hits a receiver right in the hands, and then it bounces off of him and a defender catches it. It still counts as an interception, but was it really his fault? No. Same thing kind of goes for... Grice in this spot with a couple goals late in on that Sunday evening game. Yeah, well, exactly. So, to me, I just think like I don't know, man. I, if there's anyone, it's Grice. I don't want to trade him. Like he's just he's got so much going for him, and he's got that that nice contract. Like, why would we want to get rid of that? He's shown that he can get it done on our side. So, yeah. if there's anyone, it's Halak. But again, what the heck do you get for for Yaroslav Halak at this point? He's playing. Like a man who's completely distracted. Is he the only one who's thinking about the John Tavares contract? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. He's not worried about his own contract extension coming up. He's worried about John Tavares and if he signs long term. Maybe. Yaro's really worried about the future of the Islanders. Well, um, and not only that, I, I mean, you have Belmont too. Yeah. He's got to be scared to death over Belmont. He's, he's like, I, I, I want this to go through really bad. I want to be playing in Belmont in the next six years. Um, I doubt. But... Something's going on, and but you you can't get rid of him because no one's going to take him. Maybe Montreal would have. Like they they were willing to take Ante Niemi off of waivers. Maybe we could have got like a fifth round pick for him. Yeah, and Niemi is hot garbage. Also, has been. Maybe he'll be all right in, in Montreal. We'll see. But I, I I don't I don't believe so. Mm-mm. So, uh, I just like do you, do you really think that it's just waiting it out? Is is that your your final answer here? Yeah, that's the only option. I don't, like, you're not going to get anything for your Halak in a trade. No, that's true. You're not. Uh, yeah, I guess wait it out and hope Yarrow figures it out. He's he's had four days to figure it out. Do you think he gets a start against Carolina, or do you think that's Grice's based off of his play in um, in St. Louis? I guess Grice. I'd go Grice. I think. Yeah, same thing. Like he he deserves a back to back. Well, it wasn't necessarily back to back, but he he deserves another game in the crease. He earned it against St. Louis. 
but we'll see. Like you know, maybe maybe he gets sick. Maybe whatever Joshua Sang had passes on to him, and he can't play. I hope not, because I, I I would prefer to see Grice and Nets. Agreed. I definitely would. Uh, do you want to move on to the social segment? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so I had one. It was from yesterday. Some members of the New York Islanders visited elementary schools. Right. And this one specific elementary school, Birch Elementary in Merrick, New York, shout out Long Island, um, John Tavares, Jordan Eberly, and Nick Luddy went. Pretty star-studded cast, the three of them. And John Tavares stole the show. Did you see some of his quotes from this? I it was just all time John yeah. Tavares quotes. Uh, I'll give a shout out to Laura Albanese from Newsday. She was live tweeting this, and I was just sitting there at work, not working, looking at Twitter <laughs> instead. And the updates just were phenomenal. Want me to go through and read some of them? Yes, please. Uh, okay, so I'll set the scene first. Bunch of fourth grade elementary school kids packed in a gymnasium waiting for their favorite hockey team to enter. John Tavares comes out. Kids erupt. John Tavares takes Mike and says, wow, you've got some energy. (laughs) (laughs) You've got some energy. In that tone, was it, wow, you have energy. Yeah, the exact tweet from Laura (laughs) Alvarez. Laura reads like this. Wow, you've got some energy. John Tavares matter-of-factly to a room of screaming elementary school kids. It was the most John Tavares thing ever. Trust me. He couldn't even turn on the charm for kids. Uh. Oh, but wait, there's more. Then he goes, uh, Tavares has, next tweet, Tavares has suggested the kids ask their questions quietly and politely. And she goes, and I am all the way dead. Crushing their youthful spirit. Can we just get some, oh, to tone it down one decibel, please? So my commentary with this on the article that I wrote about it on the website, I said, although John Tavares is just 27 years old with a quote like that, he's now leapfrog Jason Chimera and Andrew Ladd for the most dad-like New York Islander. <laughs> he's getting, he's telling everyone to get off his lawn. Everyone yelling at clouds and everything. Yeah. And then the final, the grand finale, kid asks him, do you secretly want to be on another team? Phenomenal. Get this kid, get him to journalism school, because this kid (laughs) is going places, asking the questions everyone wants to know. One second passes. Two seconds goes by. The suspense is weighing on. An eight-second pause before our (laughs) captain finally utters the two words, absolutely not. Yay! So he's done. Like he's he's here forever and, then, and ever and ever. Amen. I mean, I think if that was the end of a of a cheesy '90s movie, like like the credits would start rolling and it would say the end. Like everything worked out. You know, the kids erupt, they go crazy, and that's it. Wow, that's yeah, that's that's a good ending. Although I'm a little worried about that dramatic pause like does he know what a dramatic pause is it's not like eight measures it's just two measures i at best uh i'm gonna say that the the tavares, hardware i was gonna say a tavares bot malfunction <laughs> he was he was not he did not have the processing available 
because he wasn't expecting that kind of a question from a fourth grader. But someone definitely fed their kid some knowledge and was like, ask John Tavares if he wants to play on another team. Please, Daddy wants, Daddy wants to know, does John Tavares really want to stay here or is he going to be in Toronto? And he can't lie to kids, so... That's perfect. That that is quite a good question, and and I'm glad he answered it that way. It's not telling us anything that we didn't already know. He's he's clearly very well versed in PR. He didn't get caught up in the hype. Clearly, he's telling kids to drop it down a notch. Um, but <laughs> that's so that's so funny. He, 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 wow! Just the visual of a of a gymnasium of screaming kids, and then John Tavares standing there like, please lower the voices. <laughs> Uh, I, I love him. I absolutely love him. He's uh, everything he does is amazing. It's just sometimes when he speaks, it's just yeah. Did you have to? Did you have to? I'm just he. He wow. said the absolute right answer by saying absolutely not. He doesn't want to go anywhere else, and that's perfect. That's all we want to hear. That's what you need to say. Done. End of story. I think it it showed some great self awareness by holding out the pause and and leaving the the suspense for a few seconds like, that was a nice that was a nice troll job from johnny t yeah he's learning he's learning uh next topic in the social segment nikolai kuhlman is now done for the year there was some social media reaction to that um i just wanted to give my feelings on the subject but and then ask you know what you thought i would never and I would never root for someone to be injured, and no. I thought some of the reaction was a little over the top to him being injured, but I don't think it's going to be that much of an impact for the team, him being out. Oh, well, no, clearly not. Well, his impact on the team when he was here and healthy wasn't very big, right? Like right. He, he was okay on the power, on the penalty kill. He had some good fourth line minutes, and he put up a few points. What he, did he? He scored one goal, right? And he had, I think so. yeah, a goal and two assists in thirteen games. But he's not here to. He's not the primary goal scorer for the team. So like his production isn't necessarily in question. I'd obviously like him to score more at four point one million dollars a year, or four sorry four point one eight seven five, so on and so forth. Um, but he 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 just wasn't. So whatever. I, I, he, you slot him out and you put in um, Alan Quine, I'm okay. That's a wash in my books. Recover Kuhlman, take the time you need, and if you can come back and we give you a low ball offer and you're back, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Uh, my other question in this topic was, do you think we've seen the last of Nikolai Kuhlman as a New York Islander? Yeah, yeah, Definitely. I I, re- I really do. Like, do, do you not? Like, I could play devil's advocate and see them bringing him back for... For two mil, but why would they do that when they have Alan Quine on the books for six twelve? E- even if if they sign Alan Quine again, and they they can give him double his money and give him one point two million over a couple of years, that's still a fraction of what they were paying Kuhlman. Right. For arguably the same player who's what seven years younger. It's, that's a no brainer. From a, from a business perspective, that's a no-brainer. I understand from an emotional perspective, you'd love to see the guy go off on a good note and go off on a healthy note. Well, maybe you do that, you bring him back for like that that those what seminal one-game contracts or something, so he can retire a healthy, fit Islander. But like the guy's only thirty-one. He's he's not old. He's still got no. something. I, he might just go and play in the K, right? Yeah, I could totally see that. 
Like, do you see him like coming back? Like, tell me you don't. For the to the Islanders, yes, or just to an NHL team in general. The Islanders. Is this the last we've seen from Nikolai yeah. Kuliman in an Islanders sweater? I, I think it absolutely is. Um, I don't. I he might get another contract from a different NHL team, but it's not going to be anything close to what he's making now. No, God, no. Maybe twenty five, thirty percent of what he's making now. Maybe sure. Yeah, that's fair. I think. Again, it depends. Like if it's. It might be like an Arizona who wants to spy on him or a Vegas who just needs to fill up some cap space. They would do that with a guy like Kuhlman, know like, okay, we're getting a, a decent hockey player. We'll pay him two mil. Yeah, and you just punch him on the fourth line and let him go out there. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, another story from this week, Josh Hosang was sick. Missed yes. practice. Um, he did practice today, so we're assuming that He's either going to be in the lineup tomorrow or be sent down to the AHL. Were you worried when you heard about the illness? Uh, no, no, because it's an illness. That happens. I'm not really worried about it. Uh, I'd be worried if it was he's just not practicing and we don't have an answer for you. I would be worried then. But if it's just he's, he mispracticed, he had a stomach flu or he wasn't feeling well, whatever. Um, yeah. or, or that it wasn't he missed practice. Got to get that clock jibe in. It's not like he overslept. If that was the case, then I'd be really worried. But no, if it's an illness, I'm not worried. You? Are you worried about it? Um, You're not going to go all conspiracy theory on me, are you? No, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily worried. The only thing that kind of made me go, hmm, was uh, Doug Waite's quote about it. He said something to the effect of, we'll see if he is ready to go for Thursday. And this was yesterday, which was Tuesday. So I figured, all right, it's Tuesday, and you're unsure if he's going to be able to play two days from now. So, like, what kind of – is it a, is it a bad sickness? Do other guys have it? Are we going to just be, like, passing the flu around? Like, Yeah, what was it last year that, that like, the Penguins are passing around? I forget what – it was some sort of stomach flu or something like that. Yeah, so that, that was maybe my one – Worry, if you want to call it that, right? About it. No, I, I wouldn't be too worried. I don't think that they're they're going to start fabricating reasons to send him down. Like if they're going to send him down, they'll just do it because that's what they've done already. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we already talked about that earlier in the show. Yeah, and yelled about it and got really frustrated and played devil's advocate for some reason. And yeah, I have one thing about Hosang, uh, and it, okay. it's something a little bit different. So I was on on Instagram the other day and I saw. It's not there anymore, so I'm sure they told him to take it down. It was it was just after he got called up. He had posted like this little video on, on Instagram, an Instagram story. Uh, maybe I could find it that way, but it should still be on his timeline. Oh, Mitch, 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 what? Mitch, Mitch. Am I just old? It's Am an I... Instagram story. Is it, did they go away? They go away. It's like Snapchat, Mitch. Come on. I'm too old for this. I know, I know you're not the hip young not... millennial like myself. <laughs> But stories don't last forever. Oh, okay. Well, he had a story where he's sitting in a limousine and he's saying, God, I love the NHL. I mean, you may not have said God, but loves the NHL, something like that. And I was going, that's not a good look. That's not a good look. He like alone in a limousine on his own. It was just him. So I'm sure it was the Isles, whatever limousine they had to call him up and bring him to the game. They did it that way. Uh, it's, it's nice if that was the case. I, I'd hate to be if it's like just him wanting to sit in the limo on his own. 
I'm still shook you thought that a story would still be <laughs> I have no idea. I'm still new with Instagram. This is a picture-taking device, right? Yes. You should but see don't, right don't now. Don't forget like, to change the film. Yeah, it's like two centimeters from my face, and I'm using just my index finger to scroll. God, I feel so yeah, old. His glasses are at the tip <laughs> of his nose. It's right at <laughs> There we go. So what is this stories? What, what does the plus sign mean? Oh, God. Well, there you go. I got to embarrass myself at least once a day. And today it was Instagram. Oh, my God. That was good. That was my favorite part of the show. <laughs> it wasn't the devil's advocate back and forth. It was Mitch and his Instagram faux pas. That was great. Yeah. I'm glad I can provide some comedic relief a la Jar Jar Binks for you. Jar Jar Binks. Oh my god, what a clown. Jar Jar Binks is. Uh, anyway, did you have anything else you wanted to discuss before we wrap it up for this week? No, I'm good. That's all I got. I don't need to talk about Instagram. Twitter's still a thing, right? I could still do tweets. We could still do the Twitter. So, speaking of which, you should follow us on Twitter at Eyes on Isles FS. Also, toss us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles. Uh, you can follow me on my personal Twitter account if you wish at Matt O'Leary and why Mitch is at TLO Mitch. Definitely you follow can, that. Not even if you wish, just do it. Yeah, definitely do it. Uh, his avatar picture is Scooby Doo. <laughs> so don't be confused. That's not what I look like. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> But thank you once again for tuning in to the Matt Barzell edition of the Eyes on Isles podcast, lucky number 13. Make sure to please subscribe, rate, review, share, tell your friends, tell everyone, tell people you don't like. Just tell them to listen. And make sure to tune in again next time. Once again, I'm Matt O'Leary. And I'm Mitch Anderson. And we'll see you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.